You know, the irony of me doing this episode right now, this particular topic, is the fact that I have a Flyers shirt on. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, we're not going to be talking about the Flyers, but we are going to be talking about hockey nonetheless. Now, before I jump into this topic, let me just give you a little fun fact about me. I dropped little gems here and there, you know, over the course of episodes about me, about certain personal things. Sometimes I wish I hadn't shared them with y'all, but, you know, shit happens. Bumper sticker said it and everything. But um, one thing about me is before I played basketball or even started getting into basketball, for the most part, I was a hockey dude. No bullshit, y'all. Um, the Mighty Ducks trilogy was a movie that literally changed my outlook on sports and just physicality and just being an athlete and stuff like that so i started out playing hockey um when i was a kid man even before you know the the hockey shit came into play i was always a skater loved to skate loved to go skating i would wake up in the morning just to skate up and down the block and then when i got older you know when we had um when we had a little more leeway you know uh we, we can go like blocks away and you know to a certain point in the neighborhood and then have to come back home i would skate around there so then it came time to, you know, as a child, I would, uh, you know, beg and plead my mom to just get me uh, hockey gear. I think it was like I started off with a hockey stick. Then it was hockey puck. Then it was, um, you know, knee pads and, and helmets and uh, elbow pads and stuff like that. Then it was like the goalie set, the goalie stick. It was all types of shit. I would even be in the crib. Man, I, I remember as a kid, I had this uh, this kind of oversized uh, checker set and I would treat those checker pieces like they were hockey pucks you know i would try to do the knuckle puck and everything but i'm not going to make this a fucking autobiography of of myself in this episode i just wanted to you know kind of make it come full circle and just drop some gems about how i love hockey because you know if you ain't know which you should know you're already getting into it uh this is going to be an episode talking about the new mighty ducks which is subtitled the game changers um and I remember the news dropped and not only did the news drop a while back, but they said Emilio Estevez was also coming back for, uh, you know, the Disney Plus series. And I did an episode that same day because I was so fucking excited, man. I'm like, oh, my God, Gordon Bombay is going to coach the new generation of ducks. I love it. Um, whether, the, uh, you know, and I did that episode in hopes that people would come back. But I'm like, if Emilio Estevez is on board. That's already a step in the right direction because, um, you know, he can be the OG on set. He can be that he's not that old, but he can be that Hans type of character that was in, you know, Hans was in the first one. His brother Jan was in the second one and Hans came back. Unfortunately, he passed away in D3, the Mighty Ducks. But it's a step in the right direction when you get Emilio Estevez on board as Gordon Bombay. That's that's fucking awesome. So I did an episode that day. If you, if you all want to um, check it out, it's, I forgot the title of it, but it was pretty, pretty um pretty early on when i started the podcast i think i don't remember but um they recently dropped the trailer for the mighty ducks game changers and i remember when they dropped it you know they showcase lauren graham from uh the gilmore girls you know they showcase showcase her as the mother and you know they showcase the new basically the new uh the, the main kid, pretty much, I can't even remember this kid's name or the actor, but he is basically the new Charlie Conway. The story is very much centered around him, but then it's also centered around this new group of kids. Then they show Gordon Bombay, you know, um, him and him and um, Emilio Estevez and Lauren Graham having some interactions. And she asked him 
or he asked her he's like why do you care so much about these kids in hockey or whatever and she's like because you care you know they're going back and forth so you're probably going to see that you know if she's a single mother you're probably going to see that same dynamic with um with Emilio Estevez and Lauren Graham as you did with um Emilio Estevez and uh, I, I can't remember the actress's name that plays uh, Charlie Conway's mom in the first and third movies. But um, they dropped another trailer yesterday, apparently. And uh, my man, ha shout out to my man Hoffa. He sent it to me um, on uh, Facebook and I had already seen it, but I, I watched it anyway. And I'm like, this is pretty much, the, you know, just if not the same trailer it's the same trailer but it's it's edited differently and they might have put a couple different frames in there but for the most part it was the same shit that i saw in the first trailer and i i'm not going to say a bunch of red flags came up but i do have some concerns um after watching that trailer for a second time i i do have lots of concerns man because this is, you know, as much as I'm banking on the nostalgia, as much as I'm banking on this being awesome, um, I, there are things that can go wrong here. And I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer, but I am um, a Mighty Ducks trilogy fan. It's probably my favorite set of sports movies um, of all time. I love that you see the growth of the kids over a span of three movies. You see the growth of Gordon Bombay. You know, it takes you through, it's, it's like action packed as far as hockey goes, especially the second movie in particular. But, um, the third movie, I mean, all the movies in general, they got so much heart, man. They've got so much ambition and so much emotion. And I always admired that, man. I, I love how they capture the spirit of the game in, in, in different ways in these in in a, in a span of three movies i really love these films man as far as like the sports films go the more kiddie ones uh this is the mighty ducks is always is always in my heart man it's always first pick you know you got shit like little giants and um uh maybe rookie of the year or hardball or something like that but the mighty ducks is always where it's at for me man um but you know Really quick, um, the, this, this Mighty Ducks Game Changers um, uh, series, it, it debuts March 26th of this year on Disney+. And the, another good thing about this and another nostalgia factor is that Stephen Brill, who was the creator, writer, and executive producer of the original trilogy altogether, he created this series. And that's awesome. But, um, you know, Lauren Graham and Emilio Estevez are like the only uh, big name headliners here. And it's going to be a 10 episode series. And like I said, I'm, I'm really hoping that it's it's awesome. But really quickly, man, uh, because, you know, the, the, the question at hand, of course, is will the new Ducks deliver? But really quick, let's just backtrack and figure out where we came from before we take a look at where we're going, basically, with this new Mighty Ducks property um, or series. Now, the first Mighty Ducks was, you know, it was a while ago, man, it came out in 1992. Was directed by Stephen Herrick, written by Stephen Brill, of course. And, you know, Emilio Estevez plays the coach. But then we all know the core of this film is not just Emilio Estevez. It is these kids that were introduced to in the first movie, man. And um, all the kids have personality. Every last one of them have personality. Every last one of these kids have their moments in the film. And I always appreciated that because there's no room... They didn't leave any room for a dry character, whether they were your favorite or your least favorite. These characters all have something going for them, man. Whether they're good hockey players or not, whether they're memorable hockey players or not, they all they all have something going for them. You know, you've got Joshua Jackson, 
who plays Charlie Conway, Eldon Henson, who plays uh, Fulton Reed, Sean Weiss, I hope I'm saying his last name right, who plays Goldberg, Matt, Do Matt, uh, Matt Doherty, who plays Averman, Margaret Moreau, who also was in Queen of the Damned. I have yet to watch that movie, man, because I know it's Aaliyah's last performance, and it's going to be like really bittersweet, but Mar Margaret Moreau plays... Um, um, Connie Moreau, Garrett Ratliff Henson plays Guy Germain, and you've got Vincent LaRusso. He wasn't an original duck, he was a, um, a hawk, but, you know, Gordon Bombay pulled some strings and read between the lines, and he got, you know, Vincent LaRusso's character, Adam Banks, to be a duck. Now, Brandon Adams was also in it, um, Jesse Smollett, people forget, Jesse Smollett and Brandon Adams played brothers in that movie, Jesse and Terry Hall. Uh, Aaron Schwartz plays Carp, J.D. Daniels plays Peter, and then you've got Danny Tamborelli and Jane Plank playing uh, Tommy and Tammy Duncan, the, the, uh, the figure skaters, pretty much. Now, these kids, man, we know, we know Joshua Jackson's uh, character Charlie Conway has always been the heart of the team, he's always been the captain of the team, he's always been the focal point. Um, as far as the kids go in this in, in, in these movies and you know if if there's one thing I love about the movie is that Gordon Bombay and uh, Charlie Conway have always had this like surrogate father-son type of bond type of relationship and it, and it started off it didn't start off the best way but um, the way that it grew into what it did um leading up to d3 the mighty ducks there's a scene in that movie that's really emotional with those two characters but the way to to see that bond strengthen and to see that trust strengthen and and you know be broken at some point in the third or second movie i think it's amazing man because it, it makes for really good character arcs but the kids overall um like i said all these kids have personalities now they are peewee misfits they are misfits man they're obnoxious they're annoying as hell and i feel like they're annoying like they're the pests that just won't go away in every mighty ducks movie but the fact that they're the underdogs and they triumph at the end and you know you see their you see their growth together as a team and you see it separately i love these kids man now with the exception of a few i didn't really care for the character of carp um, the character of Peter, he, he was the one, he was like the smallest one on the team and he always had that like Napoleon complex type of thing, but they were there nonetheless. They were the OG. So you got to give those guys credit for being OG mighty ducks. Danny Tamborelli and Jane Plank as the Duncans, they, they're okay. I kind of favored, um, Tammy Duncan a little more because they, you know, it's that scene where he's like, let's show him something really different. And she does like that. I think she does like a, a, a figure skating spin or something like that. I can't remember. It's been a long time since I saw the first one. Um, uh, Jesse Hall, played by Brandon Adams, has always been the enforcer. Uh, you know, he's been the voice of the people pretty much. Even th there's that first scene where where Bombay drives onto the ice and he meets the team for the first time. And he's like, he's like, yo, dude, you obviously in the wrong hood. Like he was like the, the protector over his over his team. At least that was until, um, you know, uh, uh, um, uh, Eldon Hansen's character, Fulton Reed, came into the mix because Fulton was the 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 true enforcer. He was the muscle as far as uh, enforcing went. He had that crazy um, he had that crazy shot that'll just you know burn a hole through your soul and shit like that. But the kids overall and the the film overall it, it's it's the first film in the series. So you know you 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 I'm not gonna say you have to cut it a break, but it's 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 gonna pave the way for the two movies that come afterwards so but the movie does like i said the movie has a lot of heart and um 
it 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 just sells man it sells it's a good story overall and by the end of it you kind of do want to see what's happening next with these kids you want to keep up with all of them and then you get to do that in uh, d2 the mighty ducks which came out in 1994. now that had a different director entirely it was directed by sam wiseman but again stephen brill the man the myth came back to write the script emilio estevez came back all the og um all the OG players come back. You know, you get Charlie, you get Averman, you get uh, 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 Goldberg, Connie, Gee. You know what I'm saying? All the OGs come back. The only people you're really missing are uh, Jesse Smollett is not back in D2 as Terry Hall. Um, uh, Aaron Schwartz is not back as Carp. And J.D. Daniels is not back as Peter. And Danny Tamborelli and Jane Plank do not come back as uh, uh, Tommy and Tammy Duncan. So what happens is you get introduced to... A bunch of new recruits that the Ducks have. Gordon Bombay has been busy at work. He's done some recruiting. I think the guy, his right-hand man, has done some recruiting also. But basically, you get these new people. You get Mike. Uh, the newbies are Mike Vitar, who plays Luis Mendoza. And Mike Vitar, funny enough, him and um, Brandon Adams, who plays Jesse Hall, were in the Sandlot together. Mike Vitar played uh, Benny the Jet Rodriguez. <laughs> Shit, probably. You know what? The Sandlot is next in my sports movies, next to the Mighty Ducks. But Benny the Jet Rodriguez is a fucking movie legend. Um and Luis Mendoza would become one of one of my low key favorite ducks if only he could stop on his skates. But that's his that's his thing. Like all of these new characters, these new teammates, they give them certain tricks and attributes that they. This is one of the things I absolutely loved about D two the Mighty Ducks is these characters had tricks, they had traits and stuff like that. It's almost like they're video game characters, and these are their superpowers. <clears throat> only um, Luis Mendoza, Mike, Mike Vitar's character, had a handicap. He could. He was a hell of a skater. He was a speedster. But he couldn't stop. That's always his thing. He he stops one time in this movie and it, and he scores a goal. It's like a it's a pivotal moment in the film. Then you get Columbe Jacobson. Um, oh, I'm sorry, Columbe Jacobson Dest or Durstein. There you go. She plays Julie the cat Gaffney, and um, she is basically the intimidation factor for for Goldberg's character because you know Goldberg is goofy as he is. He's a good goalie, but he goofs off too much. He's very arrogant. So here comes Julie the cat Gaffney. She can stop. A fucking bullet you know with with her uh with her hockey glove you know what i'm saying as a goalie she is a beast she catches any and everything and she proves that like you you got this scene where they introduce her and i think connie it's either connie or uh or adam banks one of the one of the o, the ogs is just constantly shooting 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 at the net and she's catching everything back to back to back so julie is a beast off the rip You've got speaking of beast, you got Aaron Lore who plays Dean Portman. Now, <laughs> Dean put I love when uh when Emilio Estevez looks at Dean Portman, he's like listening to rock and roll in his headphones while he's skating around. He's like, that guy's a teenager because he looks like he's like 21 or some shit. But I love Dean Portman because he is another enforcer and he is kind of the counterpart for Fulton Reed's character, um, um, Eldon Hansen's character. And they don't get along right away, but I love that eventually when they do get along and realize that they are two peas in a fucking pod, um, they become the Bash Brothers and they wreck shit, man. I'm talking like D2. We'll get to the movie overall in a second. Let me finish up with these characters. Ty O'Neill. 
steps into the fold also he plays Dwayne Robertson now Dwayne Robertson is a cowboy but what he does with the puck is amazing he you know the guy says he's the best puck handler I've ever seen and Emilio Estevez is like you mean for his age and he's like no I don't <laughs> he's like because he's like sitting there and he's bouncing the puck off the off the hockey stick like you know what I'm saying like it's nothing it's like he's playing hacky sack with the with the hockey puck on the stick and he's a beast too, man. He does his little cowboy tricks and all that good stuff. You know, he he um he ropes people and you know he's got his lasso and all that stuff in the movie. He's he's um old school modern day John Wayne on the ice, man. You've got um also you've got uh Justin Wong who plays Ken Wu. He's a he's a figure skater kind of in the likes of somebody like Tommy or Tammy Duncan from the original movie. But um you know he does his figure skating shit throughout the movie. He he's he's a cool character. I like him I like uh, some of his moments more in part 3, but he does get his shining moment. Like I said, all the kids do. They get you know he gets his shining moment um in D2. And lastly, this was like a last addition in the film. You have um Keenan Thompson who plays uh Russ Tyler. Now, if you didn't know already, which you should, uh Russ Tyler is that ball in the Mighty Ducks too. He is he saves the day a few times, you know, when he when he comes on the scene and joins the team. You know, he's got the knuckle puck, probably one of the most notable phrases and moves and scenes in the entire Mighty Ducks trilogy. Um, you know, but he's a, he's a trash talker. Him and uh, Brandon Adams character Jesse, they don't they don't get along right away at first, but at the end of the day, Russ Tyler becomes an intricate part in their team, man, and an intricate part in one of their biggest goals against Iceland. You know, they did the little okie doke where he dressed up as the goalie. He dressed up as Goldberg, hit the knuckle puck, and scored. But um, the kids overall, I love that the new kids clash with the old kids and eventually gordon bombay you know there's that scene where he ties them all up together and it's like listen as one skate and he's like if one person falls y'all all fall y'all not going to leave this this um the you know this 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 building until y'all get it right and he forces them to get along and they have they have their moments where they all clash in this movie you know this this movie overall is is probably the biggest scale um spectacle wise as far as the three films go because it's like an international competition that they that they do in this movie and the mighty ducks they go from being the ducks to team usa and that causes for a lot of conflict amongst gordon uh gordon bombay actually loses himself you know he's got his hair all slicked back coming suited up like a fucking mobster to every meeting he's kind of trying to be the guy that uh, the, the iceland coach but just a a classier version but he you know he loses himself he loses his team he loses his confidence he has to have that moment where he's got to you know like snap back to reality up uh, there goes gravity type of shit and bombay the way he brings the team back together, like when I say it's a larger scale type of film, it's probably the longest film out of the three. And for good reason, because when they become Team USA, they got to face Iceland. They've got to face Trinidad. You know, they've, they're going up against all these international teams. So I like the hockey bits the most in this movie. And uh, it's not as emotional as the third one, but it's definitely more emotional stakes than the first one. And. There's a moment where there's like this unofficial match between Gordon Bombay and the Iceland coach and then the Iceland coach hits him with that cheap shot. But I love the shot where it's just a big scale film. It seems like, man, they, they, that's how you do a sequel. If you're going to do a sequel to something like the Mighty Ducks, that's how you do it. Because there's this shot where the Ducks and Bombay and Bombay's girlfriend and Jan and everybody, the good people basically are on the ice and they iceland team skates up to them in the middle of the rink and it's just like this real symmetrical shot of the bad guys on one side 
the middle of the ice and the good guys on the opposite side. I, I love like the way that they shoot this movie, man, and just the way that they execute it overall. Like I said, it's a bigger it's a bigger scale film. And it's kind of like a cliffhanger type of ending where you don't know if Julie the Cat Gaffney has has caught in the puck in the shootout with Iceland at the end. But they ultimately they win at the end. And one of the parts that gets me emotional about D2 is when they start warming up and leaning into the We Are the Champion song. I'm like, every time I watch that scene, man, it, 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 it fucking hits my nostalgia bone. And I'm just like, I'm not going to do it, man. I will not do it. But love d2 the mighty ducks man and then a couple years later 1996 we jump to d3 the mighty ducks whole nother director entirely i don't know why no directors could stick with this shit that's probably why the three movies have three different tones to it but for the most part they all synchronize up but uh d3 was directed by robert lieberman of course the man the myth Stephen brill came back um to write the script also with someone named jim bernstein but for the most part, it's the same cast, so it's no need for me to go into the cast. It's the OGs, it's Gordon Bombay, Charlie's mom is actually back into the fold after mixing, missing the second movie. Now, the one problem, excuse me, that I've got with uh, D3, all the fucking cast members, all the team members come back for this movie except Brandon Adams. And I don't know if, if, if he had gotten too old or... If he had gotten too big, I have no idea why Brandon Adams came back. And the more I watch D3 and the more I see this movie play out in its entirety, the sadder I can get at not all the time, but the sadder I can get because I'm like the little kid inside of me is like, yo, this wouldn't have went down if Jesse was there. This wouldn't have went down if Jesse was there. That wouldn't have went down if Jesse was there. That wouldn't have went down if blah, blah, blah. Even you know Aaron Lord's character Dean Portman is missing throughout the entire movie he comes back at the end and they explain why he's missing for the entire movie and why he came back at the end but it's like if you had Jesse and Portman in cer certain scenes the varsity would get their ass whooped you know what I'm saying like on on and off the ice but that's just the biggest problem I have with with D3 the Mighty Ducks now however D3 man they took the emotions whatever emotions you thought the first two movies had they go into emotional overload in this one man you know um and i was actually going to do an episode you know when when characters lose themselves during a trilogy and one of the one of the characters that was going to be on that list was charlie conway but i don't know i might may may or might may or may not do it now because um i'm actually about to talk about one of the biggest points in this movie is um charlie has become very rebellious in this movie man and while charlie took a bit of a back seat in the second film you know he, he's in it um but i feel like the story is not really centered around him it's kind of like gordon bombay's journey of finding himself trying to become somebody else losing himself and then getting back to who he was type of thing i i feel like that's the center of it but um charlie kind of took a back seat there's even a moment in the movie where charlie's like you know adam banks can you know he tells banks he can have my spot if it's what i can do for the team he can have my spot so nobody so russ doesn't have to go and charlie coaches with goran bombay so he can give um um he can give banks his his spot on the team it's very noble of his character but in the third movie charlie's out of it man you know he he's like i said he's rebellious uh, he's definitely the epitome, the epitome of a high school rebellious teenager. You know, he's fed up with Gordon Bombay for, you know, the hiring a new coach. He's fed up with his teammates for, you know, being so into the school and, you know, for just throwing games away and all this other shit. They, there's a scene where there's a big fight in the locker room after they, after they, um, 
you know, after they tie with the Bears, I think they played in their first game. You know, there's a scuffle with them. He's not getting along with Coach O'Ryan. He's not getting along with his mother. He's not getting along with Hans. He's not getting along with his teammates. He's even there's even that scene where Charlie drops out of school temporarily with Fulton. Because Fulton, you know, Charlie gets kicked off the team and Coach Orion's like, is anybody coming with him? And Fulton rocks out with his homie. But then it's like Fulton's like, I don't know if I want to play hockey for the rest of my life. We can go back to school and the Ducks need us and this, that and the other. And Charlie basically tells Fulton, fuck you. And, you know, after that, you know, Hans passes away. And then you've got that scene with, with Charlie and Gordon where he's like, you know, I told I told Coach, Coach O'Reilly you were the real Minnesota miracle man and you gave me a life and you saved my life and all this other shit. The movie's emotional as fuck, man. I'm trying to tell y'all. It's, there's a lot more... I will say this about the Mighty Ducks. And for this to be a hockey movie, the third entry, and, and was supposed to be the final installment in the series, this movie has more emotion than it does hockey. And I'm actually cool with that because the second movie, it's like, how do you get bigger than that? And I feel like because they probably knew they couldn't get bigger and better than the hockey action that they had in the second movie what they lacked in the hockey action they compensated for with the emotional stakes in this movie man because whether it's you know han's funeral whether it's when um charlie just disses fulton and he's like yo i don't need you get out of here i don't care if you go back to school or whether it's the scene with gordon bombay and charlie just having that heart to heart this shit tugs at my heart strings man it, it really does for, for this to be a disney movie about a hockey team, you know, the third entry thing like that, it's, it's got crazy emotional weight to it, man, and I respect the shit out of D3 for that, it, it is a very, it can be very frantic at times, it's not as long as the second movie, I wish D3 was longer, and like I said, I wish Brandon Adams was in it, I wish um, Aaron Lohr's character was in it a lot more, but overall, it doesn't suffer too much, man, because it still captures the essence of if anything, the first movie um, is is got the emotion that the first movie had, especially with the Gordon Bombay, Charlie Conway, um, you know, interaction dynamic stuff like that. Now, let's get down to the nitty gritty, people. Um, why are these huge skates to fill for these new ducks? Now, I, first of all, I don't know how long in the movie it's going to take them to become ducks because it's like basically you see the main kid. Um, in the trailer, he gets shot down. And he's like, listen, man, you can't join the team. You know, if you can't skate, then you can't play hockey. I don't know what the fuck. Like, I don't know what he says to the kid, but he basically scolds him really bad. And then the mom's like, fuck it. Let's start our own team. I don't know if the team is going to automatically be called the Ducks. Um, I wouldn't be surprised because they they went from uh, District 5. Uh, you know, they, they in the in the second one, they became Team USA for a good portion. In the third one, they became the Warriors for a good portion. They didn't become the Ducks until the end. So I can see them doing that. They don't become the Ducks until the end where they finally get their jerseys, where they finally get, you know, their official jerseys, their official title. I can see that happening. I can even see Emilio Estevez's character giving them those jerseys in the essence of the first film where he, you know, he pulls the jerseys out the box and he's like, look, I'm glad to be a duck. Y'all want these jerseys? And he starts throwing them out, handing them out to everybody. <coughs> Excuse me. I can see, um, I can see Bombay doing that at some point in the movie. I don't see, um, the chick doing it i mean I, you know whatever but i think it's more nostalgic and it'll mean more to the fans if gordon bombay names them the ducks and gives them their first set of jerseys um but again why are these huge skates to fill uh the first reason is warming up to this new cast man you gotta understand something 
I don't think anybody knew after part three, that was back when trilogies were trilogies. It wasn't a fucking universe. There weren't spinoffs. It wasn't like, yo, that trilogy made how much money? All right, let's let's do a part four. Like trilogies could be trilogies back then. You didn't have to have, you know, um, um, you know, you didn't have to have fine print in the, in the contract for the third movie to set it up for a fourth one. Back in the day, in the '90s, you could do a trilogy and seal the deal and not make any more movies. It's not like that today. Um, you know, it's all about franchises. It's all about spinoffs and universes and stuff like that, and uh, five picture deals and whatever you have it. But um. This was a film where after three movies, you literally saw these kids grow up on screen over the span of three movies. Nobody expected a D4. I mean, honestly, I used to draw fan art as a kid because I wanted a D4. I don't know whether I wanted, I don't know. I think I wanted, um, you know, either Charlie to be the new Bombay and Bombay to be like the new Hans type of mentor or just the new Ducks hockey team being these old Ducks as kids. I would be cool with that. If you bring just the OG characters back, if you can't get everybody back, cool. But as long as you get characters, the adult versions of like Charlie Conway and, um, you know, uh, 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 Les Averman and Connie Moreau, Guy Germain, Adam Banks, you know what I'm saying? If, if you get a uh, uh, Greg Goldberg, if you get all of the OG characters to come back, even Brandon Adams, I would be, I would be absolutely fine with that. And Eldon Hansen, if you get the, the, the core, you know what I'm saying? And that's not to take away from any of the other actors, but if you can give me core, uh, uh, people from the film, I would be, I would be fine with that. I really would, man. But, um, you know, nobody knew we would ever get another Mighty Duck. So now that we are, I mean, this, I'm for me personally, I feel like now that we're getting a new one, it's like this new cast. I, I and I told my man half this yesterday. I'm like, I feel like it. These kids can easily get on my fucking nerves. They can easily be annoying, and I feel like I can just as easily not give a shit about any of these characters. <laughs> But then it's like, I got to be fair because I went into the first movie. I actually saw the second one first. And then I went back and saw the first one. Then I saw the third one and it all made sense. But it's like, if you watch the first, if you watch them in order, you do have to get warmed up to these obnoxious, annoying ass kids. And eventually you grow to, you know, you take your pick in your favorites, you take your pick in your least favorites. And then it's great to see them grow on screen over the span of a couple movies. Now this won't, you know, it's not a trilogy. It's a 10 episode series. But, you know, just warming up to this cast in general, man, because uh, kids, it's, it's a big risk nowadays the way they write kids for movies like these because kids are easily annoying as fuck on screen. They truly are, man. I don't know what it is. Um, another thing that, you know, why, this, why these are big shoes to fill, it is warming up to a new coach. Now, I don't know how long it's going to be before Bombay steps into the picture. I don't know if... Um, the chick from the Gilmore Girls is going to be their coach. Uh, I, I would assume so because it's her idea to start the team and uh, start their own team in the first place. But warming up to her as a coach, um, the upside of that is that I could say Miss McKay from D2, she was their coach for a little bit because Gordon didn't show up. And Charlie was like, Miss McKay, we need you to coach or we're going to have to forfeit the game. And then she's like, we need new players, uh, uh, trade places. <laughs> she has to scream, change it up. But I, I like that part. But the upside of the new um, chick possibly being the coach, it's like, okay, we've seen this before. We can kind of deal with this. But, you know, Bombay, man, is just such a fucking staple in the series. It's like, how stern is this new coach going to be? And even Coach Orion, you know, he's a dick 
in D3 the Mighty Ducks, but you get why. You get, I mean, later on in the movie, you understand why he is the way he is. But even in the beginning, he's really not saying anything wrong. At most, he's just being an asshole towards Charlie. But again, we, they explain later in the movie why he's an asshole towards Charlie. But, uh, you know, you, you kind of get his methods, man. He's almost a perfectionist in a lot of ways. He's not like too, too arrogant, but he's confident that, listen, I can lead y'all. I can lead y'all there. But y'all got to get y'all shit together and follow my rules in order for us to get there type of thing. He's a very stern coach. And it's like you want that if, if the chick is going to coach these people, you kind of want that. But I see her if she if she is the coach for the most part before Bombay comes in. Um, I can see her being very goofy like Miss McKay was in D2, which is cool. But it's like you're going to have to warm up to her as as the coach. Same way you're going to have to warm up to the kids. So that's two big risks, man. Um, uh, another reason these are big skates to fill is the fact that we are kind of letting go of our nostalgia at this point. This is a whole new generation. This is a whole new era. This, these are all new ducks. These are all new characters in general, with the exception of Bombay. And now if they throw like a Joshua Jackson or, or, uh, uh, um, you know, a Matt Doherty in there somewhere, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with some cameos here and there, but we are letting go of a lot of our nostalgia, man. It's going to be a lot of new shit we're going to have to get used to, people. And I can see that based on the trailer. As long as they don't go off the deep end and try to get too trendy with it, I think they'll be okay. But... Um, it's, it's a whole new ball game. I, that's one of the reasons, you know, hence the subtitle, the game changers, because this is definitely going to be, I, I feel like as far as this being something completely different, you know, it's still hockey, still the mighty ducks at the end of the day, still Gordon Bombay. Um, it's still the essence, I guess, but this is going to be something completely different, man. And it, it is a, like I said, it's a, it's going to be a make or break series, at least in my opinion. Now, speaking of the of the, the, the cameos, like I said, I'm cool with the OGs popping up. I'm cool with it. I really want Charlie. You got to have if you if you got Bombay in there, please. Joshua Jackson, if you ever hear this episode, man, I, we need you in, in the Mighty Ducks Game Changers. Just a cameo, man. Have your have one of the you know, one of the people be your kids. Uh, one of the teammates be your kids in the movie, man. If not, like I said. You need somebody from that first movie, whether it's Joshua Jackson, whether it's uh, Eldon Hansen, uh, 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 Matt Doherty, Sean Wace, uh, 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 Brandon Adams, Margaret Morell. It's one of the OGs has to be there. I don't care if, if nobody agreed to it. I don't care if you get, um, you know, one of the um, one of the old school people, even though they they weren't my favorites, you can get like a carp and people would be like, wait, why? Where have we seen that guy before? Uh, you can get a Peter in there. You can get a Tommy or Tammy Duncan up in there. Like you can get somebody that was in the original film that we probably won't even recognize in, in a cameo. And then we go back and watch it like, oh, shit, that was one of the ducks from the first movie type of thing. But. The Ducks, somebody has to be there, man. If And I would prefer three people. You know, maybe somebody, maybe Bombay can't get to these kids. Maybe the chick can't get to these kids. And maybe somebody from the OG cast comes in to really motivate these kids. Like, listen, you can take you can take pointers from the coaches, but I was in y'all shoes. Like, literally, I was in y'all skates at y'all age, blah, 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 blah. Like, you could have a Charlie Conway or a Connie Moreau come in and give them, like, a motivational speech to really give them that push. Because every, every sports movie needs a motivational speech they need the kids to get that you know get that spark that's going to cause them to to win or lose at the end 
Because, you know, even if they lose at the end, like, that's cool. I'm cool with that. You know, Coach Carter is one of my favorite basketball movies. It's in my top five basketball movies. And they don't win at the end of that movie. But they still walk out like champions. They get celebrated like champions. So I think I think that's a dope um, dynamic. Now, what can go wrong with this uh, Mighty Ducks Game Changer series is this shit is just a flop altogether. You know, you you end up hating these kids. You end up not getting enough Gordon Bombay as advertised. You end up not getting the hockey action you want. You end up not getting the kids have these, you know, superhero character traits and quirks and quips and stuff like that. This can flop easily, man. I, You know, the one thing about Disney, it, what they're doing now is they're resurrecting a lot of shit. You know, they've got a Home Alone reboot coming. They've got a Honey, I Shrunk the Kids soft reboot coming because Rick Moranis is back as... um. Uh, Wayne Zielinski, but then, you know, you've got the Mighty Ducks. Certain things you don't fuck with unless you're absolutely confident in that. But I'm actually, I'm I'm cool with the fact that Stephen Brill is coming back. I don't think the man has lost his touch. The man knows hockey. He knows how to do the treatment. He knows the characters. He's the creator and the writer, for God's sake. So I'm going to trust Stephen Brill that he knows what he's doing. Um... But this this could be such a flop, man. And one of the biggest th- reasons it could be a flop is not giving a fuck and not liking these kids all around, man. It, it is a big make or break thing for me because if I don't care about these kids, it's one of the reasons why I don't think I'll ever watch The Sandlot 2 or 3. I know I was just as surprised as y'all when I found out they made a Sandlot 2 and 3. The kid squints actually comes back for part three. And they recast Benny in part two. Like, I'm like, come on, man. But um, it's one of the reasons I'll I'll probably never watch those two sequels, because I'm not going to give a shit about those characters the way I gave a fuck about the characters in the first movie. You know, Squints and Benny and um, uh, 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 Nunez and Smalls and, 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 you know, I'm saying all the kids. If you don't like if you don't care about the kids, then you don't care about the sport they're playing. You don't care about the story. You don't care about the movie overall. And you definitely don't give a fuck about the supporting characters around them. So that is a big make or break thing. What can go right is the fact that we've seen nothing yet in these trailers is the fact that they're being very lenient, not lenient, but they're being very uh, light um, very secretive about some of the shit that we might see in this Mighty Ducks movie, because I do feel like they have some stuff up their sleeve. Um, and this could be a hit. This could be one of the things that could go right with this is this could be such a great heart spoken, um, you know, action packed, you know, as far as, as far as you can go with, you know, kid hockey action. Um, it could be so good that a 10 episode series can get greenlit for feature length film you know a, a d4 the mighty ducks type of thing that's this basically this is d4 but you can get an official movie if this series is good enough and i don't know um it, it's hard to say whether i would want to see this as a tv show because you got to stretch it out a lot if it's a tv show you have to keep the story consistent you, you have to keep the make sure the characters are evolving and growing you have to have the 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 drama um, the emotion, um, the, 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 the plot twist, everything, the TV show could work if they want to do it consistently and they green light it for another season or something like that. But a film, if they green light a, a full length feature film, then if I like these characters enough, 
it'll be cool to see them over the course of a trilogy. Like, it'll be good to see, because you don't really get that anymore. You get these one-off, you know, sports movies that are just, you know, they are what they are. They're either great, they're good, or they're they're bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wish um, Hurricane Season, the, it's another basketball movie with uh, Forrest Whitaker, Taraji P. Henson, Bow Wow's in it. Um, I can't remember the guy's name, but he played Esquire and ATL. Um, the guy from Tyler Perry's Temptations in there. So it's a decent, it's a, it's a really good, it's not decent. It's a really great basketball movie. It's based on a true story. Uh, you know, when, um, Hurricane Katrina hit the, the team had to, you know, get their shit together and they rebuilt the gym and everything. Um, it's a great movie, but how I would have loved to see two more movies after that. I don't know if they were seniors. I think some of them were seniors, but I'm waiting for that next sports film where we get a trilogy of films to see these characters grow right before our eyes man and i don't think i've had that since the mighty Ducks. so i wouldn't mind that's only if i like these kids enough in this film um i don't even have to like all of them as long as i like a good like several of them the core of them like i did the original um then i'm cool with that but it'll be even better to see a trilogy on screen. So I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if this is going to get green. I'm talking like, I'm saying I don't know. Like I work over at fucking, like I work over at Disney and shit. And I'm just waiting to hear back from somebody. Excuse me. But um, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, if they if it's great and they green light it for another 10 episode um, season. Cool. That, you know, that's what's up. But if they do a trilogy, I think that's the way to go. I think it's even better. It's an even better idea for them to do that. But all in all, I, you know, I didn't do this. I don't want people to think that I want this to fail. I don't. I actually would love, I love the Mighty Ducks, man. I would love to um, see this succeed and do well so we can get more of it because I don't watch enough hockey as is and I haven't seen enough hockey movies. I know there's a movie called Goon with Sean William Scott in there somewhere, but um, yeah, I, I, I would love for this to be amazing, man. And ho hopefully it is, man. I, I'm Like I said, I'm going to trust that Stephen Burrell you know, as the as the head honcho, as the guy here, uh, being as though he was a part of the the, the original trilogy, I'm going to trust he knows what he's doing and that he's not just resurrecting this just just for the hell of it. I, I'm going to, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to put some, some, you know, a lot of faith in this, a lot of faith, because I was very excited when uh, when the news dropped and I did my episode about it. When I saw the trailer, I'm just like, I'm like Bombay's back. So that's good. But it's like I it's going to take me. It's going to be a task to get me to warm up to these kids because that's the inner kid in me. It's just like, well, if it ain't Charlie Conway and Averman and Connie and all and the gang and Banksy, I don't even care. Like, that's just the, that's the selfish, you know, uh, nostalgic cinematic kid inside of me just saying it. But, you know, I got to snap out of that because it's like what people, you know, when I'm the one always preaching to everybody online that's bitching about something. It's like. Things have to evolve, man. Like when people, when I was hype about Jason Momoa being the crow, and people was like, "Yeah, I don't want Aqua Bro to play the crow. He's too big, and it's not realistic." I'm like, "Listen, man. Everything has to evolve." I understand everybody's hung up on the late great Brandon Lee as the crow, but I said, "I'm down, man. I'm cool with Jason Momoa playing the crow." Of course, it never happened, but people would hashtag not my Eric Draven. People would hashtag for you know Jackie R. Haley playing Freddy Krueger, not my Freddy, not my Chucky, whatever the case may be. It's like shit. Life goes on, man. Things have to evolve on screen. And eventually the the OGs that we know and love are indeed going to be OGs. And a lot of them, unfortunately, are going to be done with these properties. They're not going to want to have anything to do with it um, as much as they might respect it and appreciate it being, um, you know, the stepping stone for them to get their their feet in the door in the industry. 
a lot of people move on, man. You know, there's a lot of people who don't do conventions for the Mighty Ducks. There's a lot of people who would never do a cameo for the Mighty Ducks, but I'm pretty sure they're appreciative of of, of what the film did for them. Uh, you know, all in all, like I said, I, I want this. I want this to be good, man. Uh, but I am praying for Stephen Burrow to have some tricks up his sleeve for this for this ten episode series to have some tricks up his sleeve. And I'm I'm actually glad it's a series first and not a movie because I do want to warm up to it. And that's one way to warm up to it um, is having ten episodes. It's like, all right, you didn't like the first one, you might like the second one. If you don't like the second one at least give us until the third or fourth episode whether you quit or not you know what i'm saying or get halfway through watch five episodes and see how you feel about it um it, it'll it'll give you more than enough chances to come around to it if it's that good and that's a good thing about series man i remember watching i stuck with all eight or nine episodes of the selena tv series and i wasn't really impressed uh christian serratos did a great job as selena but um it, it really just it did it didn't grab me man but i stuck with it because i'm like all right first episode didn't grab me i'm gonna try the second episode i'm like oh second jones oh. and then my head was like about to explode by episode six and i'm just like nope i've come too far i've come too far i'm not gonna give up now <coughs> excuse me but hopefully man hopefully the game changers change the game but uh i've got a date people with some coffee some coffee and the rest of this monster energy drink so you know i'm gonna be bouncing off the fucking walls by the time the afternoon even hits which is a good thing man because i do want to get um at least another episode out and some commentary one or the other man if not both i'm feeling i might be feeling a little froggy today who knows man but uh y'all already know where to go man and if y'all don't which y'all should um you know if y'all don't that's okay I, I promise i won't take any offense to it I'm lying. Y'all should already know where to go at this point. This is like, what, 300 and... I did 300 episodes as of yesterday. Uh, so that was a good milestone to hit. And I, you know, I never thought I'd see the day where I would hit 300 episodes. I was going to do like a This Is Sparta thing and just kick, you know, kick a fucking refrigerator over or something like that onto the ground. I, you know, I don't know. I wasn't going to do anything too, too drastic. But I was thinking of doing something celebratory for 300 episodes. And then it's like, I don't want to keep... I don't want it to be just certain milestones for me to celebrate something. I, I just want to celebrate this podcast and the listeners and the episodes every day. And speaking of the podcast, y'all can follow it on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Breaker, and Radio Public. Shout out to Anchor. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram, Romero Tudor. Shout out to the Facebook movie group, The Cinemaniacs. Happy Saturday to you mofos. And last but not least, shout out to the Tudor reviewers, the listeners, the lovers, the supporters out there, man. Y'all still tuning in, still killing it in the game. And y'all know we are on the 5K climb as we speak. It's It's amazing. It's going to be amazing, and we are going to get there, people. I guarantee it. Um, you know, like the minor key commercial says and all that good shit. But y'all already know, man, the love and support y'all show me. I show it back to y'all tenfold and then some. So with that being said, people, yours truly, Romero Tudor. Another episode of Tudor Reviews in the can. I'll check y'all on the next one.